Should your kids work outside of the family business before they start taking on a leadership role within the family business? That's what we're going to talk about today on the Family Prosperity Podcast, and I'm Michael Redden. When families are dealing with family governance, whether it's that first generation, that third, that fifth, that sixth, this is one of the more common things that come up. Should you make the next generation work outside the family business before they kind of come in? There are two viewpoints on this, of course. Some think that absolutely you should. Others think that it's not necessary. And the real answer is it really depends on your family, what your family's goals are, and what you know your family makeup is. You may not have a choice for this in your family business. If you're that first generation, no matter how successful you are, if you have two children or so, and you know, let's say that uh, they're pretty close in age, you know, when you get ready to go to retirement, either someone's going to have to take that over, or you're going to have to have those two be board members and then come in when they're ready. For most first-generation families, they're going to be thinking, you know what? I raised these kids in the business. That's what usually happens in those first generation, right? They grew up in it. They were already working inside it. If they're going to take it over, we already know that already. And if they're going to take it over, they're prepared and we make that handoff. There's no thought that they're going to work outside the business because they've been raised inside it. They've been working on it and building it their whole lives. And that's what we needed to do to perpetuate the business. It's always what we prepared for. If your family didn't go that way, and let's say the two children did not want to be inside the business, then you've pretty much already thought to yourself, am I going to sell this thing and deal with uh, the money and the liquidity afterwards and see if that protects my family? Or you're really only faced with the fact that your children aren't going to work in the business this generation, so you know they're going to work outside. You're preparing them to be board members. Then you're really talking about that next generation. That next generation might need a bit of a better, a little bit better of a, a connection to that business, so you're going to want to possibly have both. Maybe have them work inside the business, and then go get a job outside the business during college and things, and then come back. There are advantages to working outside of the business. There are advantages that can't really be replaced by working only inside the business. Except if you're going to let in-laws, those children, people who marry your children who may have worked at other places, if they're going to be able to have leadership roles, you can benefit from those experiences. You know, when you look at just working outside the business, okay, you're going to, one, you're going to find out if those children are truly capable, or if they just succeeded because you structured their path in such a way that they had so much support that they were able to, to achieve their goals. You'll know for sure they really went through some trials and worked and grew. And that's hard to really know if they're working just inside the business, doing things the way you did. It's hard to know where their individual talents go for that and how much it's you and how much it's them. A lot of business owners will tell me that. I don't know how much is I don't know how much they're really ready, you know. What can they really do without me? That usually starts that five to seven year journey of separating themselves and from the business and letting the children grow and prove themselves. 
If they work outside the business, then the children are also going to appreciate what you've got as family more, okay? They're going to see how corporate America works when it's not tied to a family, when it doesn't get to have those values, when it really is that just profit motive or that other mission statement disguised as profit motive. There isn't really that family values or culture connection to it. That really makes them see what how special it is to have a family business. They appreciate that more. And sometimes it makes them have an even larger interest in saving it and knowing what needs to go with that. They also learn different lessons outside. There are some lessons that family businesses just aren't going to teach you. When you're working around a lot of your relatives and things, when trickier employment issues come up, they're not the same as the lessons when you're trying to build a team together who doesn't share blood, history, heritage. It's a special and different kind of lesson to learn how to keep those together moving on track than it is to keep the motivation moving when it's not. The other piece with that is, outside of the family business, they're going to be easier in a place in a position to see market trends, to see where the, where the whole industry is going. Because people are going to talk about it and they're going to have those diverse opinions. Whether we like it or not, family businesses, because we kind of move in lockstep and we defer to the older generation quite a bit more, until you get to be about that fourth generation where everybody's cousins, we don't tend to be that flexible with that. We don't tend to see those kinds of things. We're not as in tune to market trends and business differences. We tend to need to get those consultants in to give us better perspective. Sometimes that's not needed if the kids go out there and get that perspective and bring it back. It's also hard sometimes for those diehards inside the family business who've worked there their whole careers and done things one way to listen to the young kid come in and tell him what he's seen in the world. Because, let's face it, he's seen some of the world, she's seen some of the world, but they ain't seen nothing yet. And it's hard to get that perspective. But if they work inside the business, they're going to see how the family does things. What makes you special? What's been your competitive advantage? Sure, that may be how Walmart does it. That may be how Target does it. That may be how Microsoft or Google does it. But it's not how we do it. It's not who we are. It's not our brand message. And there could be some friction there when people from outside come in because they've got that different perspective and it can be uncomfortable. But there are good things to both of them. And you know if they work in the business, you know how hard they've worked. You know what they've been through. You know what they can do because you put them to the test. When you look out at the other part and you see the ones who've worked outside, sure they can come back and tell you I led a team of 12. I had five direct reports. But unless there's something like a doctor where you know they're working 36 hours straight and things, are you really going to know their work ethic? How they operate under pressure? You're not going to know that. Have they gonna, are they bonded with your team? You're not going to know that either. These are things that are going to be growing pains. Things you have to just deal with together. And if they didn't grow up in the business, they might not be as attached to it. They know what's out there in the world. They know more of what they want. 
None of these are bad things. Each one of these things is very valuable. And the ultimate successful families, once they hit that fourth, fifth, and sixth generation, they're going to have a little bit of both. And where you decide to draw that line is going to be different for each family. But a lot of them are going to say, hey, when you're teenagers and things, and you need that first manual labor job, those character building, we're going to give you that in the family. And then maybe when you need to grow out there and get some other experience for us, we're going to have you go do internships at other companies. We're going to have you go do an entry level, maybe a middle management position somewhere else. But there comes a point, too, where the family business gets large enough that you can get those same experiences inside the business. Depends on how much time you spend working around employees who aren't and how open you are. But until you reach that point, the sweet spot's when you do a little bit of both. They both have their benefits. And if you can find a leadership pair where one's worked out and one stayed in and they can get along together, that is really the sweet spot for that family business. As long as your family's real together and everyone comes together, you can keep those sometimes dueling perspectives in check because they're not going to agree on everything. And that's why they're successful. But the family itself knows who they are and the family itself makes those decisions and it's not just one person who happens to own the business dictating it. And it's not just rampant change by someone coming from the outside wanting to tinker. But there are good and bad from both of them. And think about what's best for you guys. Think about what's best for the children. There may be some generations where the kids grew up and you just know they've got their heads on straight. They're in tune with everything, they're in tune with the outside world, and they may not need that. There may be some generations that grow up thinking from the time they were six that they were just bred for this. They were entitled for it. They were going to get it. It's their birthright. And they need to mature a little bit before they come in. Then maybe you institute that policy for that generation and kind of look around the next because that maturity and that growing up, it's different for each generation. And that's the beauty of family governance. It can grow a little bit. You can come back in one generation and say, you know what, we've never required this before. But we really think this should happen this time. You can put that in. The next generation, you can come together and say, you know what? We saw the benefit and the value of this. Maybe it doesn't need to be a requirement anymore. Maybe we can get along without it. That's the beauty of it. It grows and changes with you. So remember, you're not stuck with these. You just need to make a decision. We need to have these policies before we need them so they don't think we're making these decisions just for them. And you know well before they're 21 if they're going to need to grow up a little bit. You knew that from the time they were 13, 14, 15. You did. You make that policy change then. And then you follow through with it and you adjust as you need. But you can't get to 21 when they're ready to work in the business and then make that decision without there being some hurt feelings. Maybe you'll survive through it. Maybe you won't. But that's what you've got to look forward to. That's what you got to get done. You're going to see that theme through family governance a lot. you got to make a policy decision before you need it. 
That's the one of the bigger secrets to success. And I know this is a short podcast edition today, but you know, this is one of those questions that comes up quite a bit. And I thought we need to spend some time on it, but I didn't want to uh, take it too far because this is a podcast thing. And a lot of this is going to be like all the other ones. It depends on your family's dynamics. But with this, those are really the things to consider and think about when you make your own policy decision.